Welcome to Spilling the Title Tea, where we talk a lot about life and a little about business. Your host, Ashley Ramsey, will be sitting down with guests from all different sectors of the real estate industry to tell you their real life stories. From hardships to triumphs and business to personal lives, we promise to bring you the tea. Welcome to another episode of Spilling the Title Tea. I am your host and real estate attorney, Ashley Ramsey. And today, our guest is Springdale Title's very own Olivia Bowdy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, everybody that knows you, Olivia, sees you as this just super cheerful, always smiling, super positive, all the positive vibes kind of girl. But what a lot of people don't know is that from a really young age, not that you're not... I feel old. I feel very old. You're still super young. But from a really young age, you've had a lot of really significant health issues. So I thought it would be a really great opportunity for you to share with our audience some of the things that you've had to overcome. I recently have wanted to start talking more about this to get it out there because I have a lot of invisible illnesses. So people can't tell that anything's going on unless I've got a cast on or something like that, which has happened a lot. Um, (laughs) I've had a lot of casts, but I've always just been known as clumsy and like, oh, she just hurts herself all the time. And it was just never a thing because it was, oh, you're just clumsy. It's fine. I am clumsy, but it was, (laughs) I got hurt a lot because I have these underlying conditions. So it all started in high school. I was playing a soccer game and I was tripped and I fell and broke my arm. And so junior year of high school, so that was 2007, oh God. I had to have my first surgery on my arm and then it just never healed, right? And so I had around eight or nine surgeries on it. And then finally, my <laughs> surgeon figured out that this is not right. And he put all of the puzzle pieces together and found out that I had Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. So it's a connective tissue disorder that deals with your collagen. Collagen makes up your entire body. And it's like if a rubber band is stretched out, it doesn't go back. So that's what my tendons, my ligaments, all of the structures inside of me, all of my organs are like that. So they had been doing all these surgeries to fix my wrist and taking a tendon from my toe. Well, that tendon worked, so it wasn't going to work up here either. So they were doing all of that. And then once that happened, it kind of just exploded into, oh, well, this makes sense because you have so many other things that go along with Ehlers-Danlos that my mom's entire side of the family has. So all of the women on my mother's side have this. And we had no idea because you're sitting around at the Thanksgiving table like, oh, well, I can do this with my thumb and this. And everyone's like, well, yeah, me too. You're not special. <laughs> So, okay. And that was it. So we just thought it was normal. So we went this whole time having no idea. But now it explains so many significant health issues that we've all had. Well, I had never even heard of this Mm -hmm. until I met you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously not something that's really talked about a lot or really well known in any, I guess, medical field. We had found out because all of my joints are loose. And so they will, what we call sublux. So it's not a full dislocation, but it'll come out of its socket and then just pop right back in. So that happens all the time. And it was just normal for me. And a lot of times it's painful, but sometimes it's just like, oh, okay, it happens. So when we're thinking about this and talking about it with the surgeon, it was finally like all of your joints are loose. And then that's what made him think, oh, this wasn't just because of the fall from the soccer game. 
and I went into a moving x-ray, which is the coolest thing that I've ever seen. So normally x-rays, you put, you know, whatever body yeah. part in, you have to stay really still. This one you could put in and you could move around. So you could see all of the bones and joints and oh, everything wow. moving. So once he put this together, he put my other arm in, was like, oh, that's not normal. So then that's when I went up to a specialist in South Bend who also has Ehlers-Danlos and she paved the way and told me all of the stuff that's wrong. That's how she became a specialist. Exactly. But it's really not as rare as we thought that there's a lot of people that have this and there's nine to 12 different types (laughs) and I have the most mild one. So I have hypermobility. So all of my joints are very flexible and that's the most mild. My cousin had the cardiovascular and pulmonary one, which is a lot scarier and actually ended up passing away because of it. His heart exploded in his chest, essentially. Oh my gosh. And we had no idea until we put all of this together and it was, that makes sense. So it's a lot, but now you have answers and being able to use those. Path forward that Mm -hmm. you can kind of work from at least. Exactly, yes. So, um... Obviously, like you said, the journey kind of began in your later years of high Mm -hmm. school. And then, of course, you know, you move off, you're in college and you're in your 20s. And, you know, for the majority of regular humans, uh, (laughs) that is when you're trying to, you know, figure out, like, who am I? What am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do with myself? Like, what do I want to do as a Mm -hmm. career for the rest of my life? All those sorts of things. And then you kind of get hit with this really significant news that, oh, by the way, you have some really significant health problems that you're going to deal with for the rest of your life. How does that change your perspective or your view about, you know, the trajectory of your life? It was really difficult in that through college, I had first wanted to be a pharmacist like my dad. And then organic chemistry hit and that did not happen. So changed that and went into psychology, which happened to be my mom's major in college. So found it, loved it, didn't know what I was going to do. You have to have a master's or a PhD to do anything, but I loved it. So it was just, I'm going to try that. And I worked in a bookstore in Louisville right after college. And that was when I had to have more surgeries. And then I ended up having to quit that job because of it. And it broke my heart. And I knew I didn't want to do it my entire life, but I loved my coworkers. I loved being there. I loved the atmosphere. I love books. It was just the perfect job and I had to give it up. And that was really tough because I had to yeah. sit down and think, okay, there's a lot of things you can't do now. And so you have to accept that. And the accepting part takes a long time. I mean, I still haven't fully accepted it. It's I'm going to do whatever I want to do and I'll be fine. And that's not the case. And sometimes I pay for it. But I also went into childcare after that and was picking up toddlers all the time. And I couldn't do that after a year, a year and a half. And it was just, I kept on breaking my own heart because I I can do this. I'm fine. I'm young. I got this. And then it was, no, you got to listen to your body. You have to take this and let's work with what we've got. So that's kind of what I've been trying to do since then. But it's, it's hard. It's tough accepting that and moving forward in spite of it. Well, again, you have maintained such a positive attitude through all of it that it's really kind of mind blowing to me because, you know, there are a lot of negative people in the world who really don't even have reason to be negative. (laughs) And you arguably have some reasons to be a little bit of a Debbie Downer. Oh, yeah. And you're not. 
well, I am some of the times. I am not this happy all the time. Absolutely not. My parents will attest to that. No, no. I think it comes down to my grandpa and a woman who was like my second mom, a family that we were really close to. My grandpa had a glioblastoma brain tumor and she had breast cancer for 17 years. And the two of them were the most positive people and nothing ever got them down. And so I'm seeing this and I'm good. There's other people out there who are suffering more than me. And you know what? I'm going to be okay. And they were worried about everybody else around them and not themselves. And so I'm seeing that and I see their strength. And with my grandpa, he had the glioblastoma and no more than, I think it's like 7% of people live beyond five years. Like he got the diagnosis and they said he had maybe four or five months and he lived six years. Well, the power of positivity. And he was always positive. I was just like, you know what? It's just another hurdle. I'm just going to keep going. And he ran marathons and he kept doing That's it. mind blowing to me. So like, See, I'm not going to walk a marathon. Neither. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm run one. No. <laughs> you know, I just go have my sign. Good grandpa. That's the extent of my marathons. But having those two people who went through the worst things you could possibly could because cancer is just awful. And a lot of us have been touched by cancer, but their attitudes and in their darkest days that I was there and I saw them and you know what? There's always hope. There's always Mm -hmm. hope. It's always out there. You just find it. But that does not mean that I am a happy princess all the time. I absolutely am not. And I think it's really important to give yourself those days of why me? Why did this have to happen to me? This is not fair. Life is terrible. Everything is awful and I hate everybody. I hate everything. And I allow myself to have those days because it's not fair. Life's not fair. I mean, it doesn't make it any easier, but it's, you know what? I get it out, you know, scream and curse and do whatever and just, oh, I'm so mad. And then it's okay. Got it out. And I'll do that every couple of months. And it's just like, I don't care. I'm going to wallow in my pint of ice cream (laughs) that I should not eat. And I'm just going to let it happen so that it's now let's move forward. Let's move on and just day by day. And that was another thing that I learned from my grandpa. He was in AA for 29 and a half years. He was sober. And their mantra is one day at a time. And he took that one day, one hour, one step at a time until you cross that finish line. And you're going to make to that finish line. Just one day, one step, one minute even. And so when the days are here or wherever else where it's, I cannot get out of bed, it's, okay, you know what? Sit up. You just sit up and then, okay, once you feel all right, then, you know, let's go to the kitchen and, you know, get some water. And then you just do things like that to get through it, to go yeah, just one step at a time and you'll get there. Might take a while, (laughs) might take forever, but you will get there. It'll happen. Well, and it's crazy for me to hear you even talk about that, like days that it's hard to get out of the bed and whatnot, because, mm-hmm. you know, speaking from experience of someone who works with you very closely all the time, if I didn't know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know because, you know, you are fabulous to work with. You are one of the hardest workers that I know, one of the most reliable people that I know. And again, I would have zero idea because you just carry yourself so well. I have a couple of friends who have invisible illnesses and chronic illnesses that you get so good at masking all the time that everything is good. And sometimes it's to convince yourself 
I have to work very hard to tell people, hey, I'm having a huge migraine today. I have chronic migraines, have one at least every week. I usually have a headache every day. I have for you know decades. And it's very hard for me to ask for help and to say, hey. And so I'm just now getting there with my family even. And they yeah. know everything. And so I feel comfortable enough and I'm lucky enough to have you as a boss that, number one, I can work from home which is huge. And that is a big deal. If you have a chronic illness, that's really big. And saying, hey, I need that to be able to do that. And there's a lot of places that won't do that and will not let you have it. So it's finding the right people, finding the right place, finding the right position, which takes years. It takes decades to find that. So then when you find it, you're really lucky and you're, you know, thank your lucky stars that you took a chance. So thank you for taking a chance (laughs) because it's a big deal. And people always say like, oh, you're too young to be that sick. Well, I'm going through it, but it's hard. And I've got lots of scars on my wrist. I've had 15 surgeries and without those things, you have no idea. Yeah. I mean, exactly. That's what I'm saying. No clue whatsoever. Because that's a lot of people with invisible illnesses and even mental health issues that I'm trying to be a lot more open with. I struggle with anxiety. And I think a lot of it is medical based because I thought I was crazy. I had doctors say I was doing it for attention and lying. And so like, I'm not crazy. I am in a lot of pain, but you see me and I'm laughing and smiling. I am in copious amounts of pain all the time. But if you focus on that and if you let that take you down and let you, you know, get you out of the game for so long, then you're just going to be miserable. And like your life is just going to be awful. So finding ways to, we call it a toolbox. And like we have the spoon theory. So you have 30 spoons for the day. Getting dressed, that takes 10 spoons. You want to take a shower? That's 15 spoons. You only got five spoons left and it's 830 in the morning. How are you going to use them? And teaching people of this is what chronic illnesses are like. You know, so when I come in here with my hair on top of my head in a bun every single day, which is what happens. You didn't have enough spoons. I had no spoons to wash my hair. So (laughs) it is a rat's nest on top of my head. But you know what? I've gotten to the point where it's, you know what? This is what you get. I'm here. I'm happy. But that's all that's going to happen up there. Well, I think that you truly, I mean, you're inspirational to me. But I think for a lot of young people who are dealing with, whether it's the specific disorder that you have or Mm -hmm. something else that they feel like, well, I'm so young. How, you know, in the world am I supposed to cope with this? And again, all the whole, it's life's not fair and all those things. Mm -hmm. I think that you're a great role model for that. And, you know, what's some advice that you would give somebody that's in a situation like that or just has had a big Mm -hmm. curveball thrown at them in their young life? You know, when you're trying to even figure out how to adult and then you don't have to really adult. Oh, yeah. It's hard and it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. And life is not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be exactly what you want. Allow yourself to grieve that life that has ended. might sound dramatic, but you are leaving that life behind. And you can't do the things you used to do. And in my life, it was going to the gym. I used to be a two-sport athlete and I could do all this stuff. And now I can't even pick up the weights that I used to. And it's a real mental block. So that's okay. But allow yourself to be really upset about that and to grieve that and talk to people. I'm trying to be a lot more open, but I'm an introvert and I do things by myself in my own way. I process them and I don't talk it out a lot. My sister is the complete opposite. She gets it all out and I don't. And I just bottle it up until it explodes, which is not healthy. So talk to people. If you can find people 
who are dealing with the same kind of thing. There's groups out there that I've joined that have my specific illness that are out there that you're not alone and know that there are people out there that will listen. I have found friends on the internet that are going through similar chronic illnesses and that no one really understands. And so it's really hard for people to understand what chronic pain is and what it takes out of you. And it's not that, you know, I know exactly how you feel because I don't, but I know the toll that it can take. And I know that when you cancel plans your last minute and you feel really guilty about it, that you got to take care of yourself. So keep taking care of yourself. Talk to someone, find a therapist. Therapy is taboo in this country for who knows what reason, but it's, and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. And talk about it and talking about the grief part of it and what you're actually feeling and that feeling those things is okay. But having those days, allowing myself to wallow in my Ben and Jerry's and, you know, watch a terrible Netflix romantic comedy and why me have those days. And then one day at a time, one step at a time, whatever gets you moving forward just one little bit at a time and you'll be able to get through it. I think that's wonderful advice. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of a busy work day (laughs) to to sit down and chat with me today and share your story. And I would just invite anybody in the audience that's dealing with any kind of similar issues. We're going to put Olivia's contact information in the comments. If you want to reach out to her for some resources that she may have, or if you just want someone to listen to you, she is, I'm going to attest that she is just a wonderful person and a wonderful advocate for, you know, not just young folks, but anybody who's dealing with these sorts of issues. And we Mm -hmm. are just utterly proud to have her on the team and to have had her on Spilling the Title Tea today, where we talk a little bit about business and a lot about life. That's all the tea we have for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode of Spilling the Title Tea and visit us online for more valuable resources at springdaletitle.com. Spilling the Title.